Welcome back to Real Estate Uncensored, everybody. This is Matt Johnson. We are here without Greg. He is uh, sadly not in the co-pilot seat where he so belongs. But as always, this is still the place where you get actionable ideas, insight, and inspiration to turn your real estate career into a life of freedom. And we're back with Chris Bentley, who you might remember from a previous episode. He's a realtor based in Dallas. He's been named twice as the Realtor of the Year by D Magazine. And so we're gonna jump back in with him. We're talking a little about his marketing strategy. If you look back at his previous episode, we go into kind of his background and what he's done to brand himself. But I wanna go into some specifics. So first of all, Chris, welcome back. Thank you for having me. Super, super stoked to talk about this because one of the big turnarounds for you when you came out of that period that we talked about in the last episode of really kind of remaking your business is you decided to go deep into content and branding. So one of the things that you did is you've written a couple of books, one for buyers and one for sellers. So take me back, uh, before those books existed, what got you interested in that even as an idea? Uh, I wanted to write a book about what's kind of floating in my head and uh, first time homebuyers just, you know, there's all kinds of just garbage that goes around about uh, what they can and can't do. Some people have to put down 20%. You have to have stellar credit. You have to, you know, I mean, I've heard it all. Um, and it's mostly from their parents. You know, their parents mm. are been in the home for 30 years and that's how they rolled. And that's, you know, back in those days, you didn't have to put 20% down, but not today. So uh, I put that out and I was just kind of a, trying to get it out of my brain and onto paper, which just sounds a lot more difficult than what it is. Or it sounds really difficult. Then. Yeah, I was gonna say, it does sound difficult. And, and, and most people look at the idea of writing a book and, and just are automatically overwhelmed. It sounds like a great idea, but so, you know, it's something that, well, that's not something I do. That's something other people do. You know, people who have time, I don't have time. Um, so of course you didn't have time either. You're, you know, you're fixing your business and you're getting out of, you know, massive lead generation spending and kind of rebuilding your business from the ground up. So tell me a little bit about what that process was like. How did you get this stuff out of your head and just onto paper? You know, I just thought about it enough. Like I just, you know, I spent probably about two weeks kind of like, in my head and how am I going to do it? How am I going to do it? And then for some reason, one day I was at a bar just kind of hanging out and a guy was there and he was writing a book as well. And I kind of talked to him about like, you know, how did you start? Cause that's the hardest part. Just kind of like starting because you have the idea just getting it on the paper. And then he, he was like, Oh, I just kind of did this and this, but like, you know, I don't know if it's ever going to be published because it's, you know, a godly amount of pages. And I was like, Oh, okay. And then I just went home and I was like, I'm going to just like turn off my phone and just work mm. and like get it out of my head and into it. And once you get kind of like the skeleton structure, you can kind of just go back and add the, add the meat to the bones kind of deal. So it's a very process of doing it. I don't know if it's the right process. I just kind of did it myself. I'm sure there's like a better process, but that's kind of how I do it. Okay. And, and what, you know, out of that, out of that process, so a couple of weeks of just, you know, good old fashioned hard work, what did you come out of that with? Like how, how big are these books that we're talking about or how small are they? Uh, they're not very many pages. Um, the first one I think I did was like seven pages and it's progressively gotten longer um, mm -hmm. as I add more content to it and what I think. Um, and then of course, like I put it into my version of like if I was directly speaking to you not like this is our book and this is English class this is more mm -hmm. like hey this is how to do it um and it's like a little more direct mm -hmm. so once I got that out and out of my system I was like okay cool like I got this now and then 
as I've kind of learned by talking to other authors, it's kind of the same thing with them. Like once they get the first one out, they're like, okay, great. And I can write like a second and a third. And it's not as hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually more detailed than the first one. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Um, and, and for anybody that remembers um, the interview with Ray Wood, so he has sold something like, I think it's 30,000, maybe even 50,000. Wow. copies of his book, which is basically how to, how to sell a home for, you know, the highest top dollar in, in the shortest amount of time. It's aimed to the general public. It's for, it's for listing consultations. So not only because he sold it, he brought one to everyone. He sold book boxes of them whenever he goes speak, but then he also licensed it to a bunch of other agents. And every time they gave away or whatever, like they would buy the rights to essentially republish his book and change out some of the content and release it as their own. So that's all kind of lumped into there. And so, but he started off the same way. You just get the stuff out of your head and you don't worry about how big or long it is or whatever, get it out of your head. Uh, one quick way to do that I'll suggest is for anyone who has a, like a structured listing presentation, you could easily just have that recorded and sent off and transcribed and bam, the next thing you know is you've got a book, right? Everybody, everybody, like anyone who knows how to deliver a structured listing presentation has a book inside of them. You just don't know it, right? Because it's all the same things you would love to show up and have the client already have read. It's your listing presentation, right? But to me, that's, the, that's one of the shortcut ways. If somebody wanted to kind of emulate your approach, it's actually not as hard as you think to get something like that produced. So you started off with a seven page thing that got all of your initial stuff out of your head and then now you've expanded on it. Uh, tell me a little bit about how those books are used uh, either in social media or are you delivering them in advance before you show up to a listing presentation? Tell me a little bit about how, how you leverage them. Um, when I first started selling the books, I mean, you just gave me a great idea that I'm just sitting here like in my head thinking about it um, with licensing it out. Um, I just, you know, I would just give it away to people, to anybody who asked. And I still do. I mean, I'm yeah, of course. Good. You know, like I'm not really worried about the $9 that you charge on Amazon. It's just for looks pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I would just, every time I do it now, anybody that's like, if I get a listing lead, um, I give them my book about listings. If I give them somebody that's looking to purchase a home, I give them that book. And it's a quick read so that they don't feel like overwhelmed with a huge book. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a way of like credibility more than anything. Because mm-hmm. when people go onto my site, they'll be like, oh, wow, he's written some books. And like yeah. most realtors never, ever even, you know, written a blog, let alone a book. Yeah. Um, albeit it's only seven or nine pages, but it's just something mm-hmm. that you know, nobody else has done. So it's just a lot of credibility that I like doing, you know, people are like, Oh wow, this guy's like really, you know, doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. And, uh, to me that solves a lot of problems, right? It just, just having that credibility thing. So to me, there's, there's a couple of different ways to solve like objections that come up in appointments. And one of them is, you know, by handling it with the words that you say. Right. And that's one way with those are traditional objection handlers and there's nothing wrong with those. Um, but then there's another way to handle them, which is to destroy that objection before it ever comes up. Right. And, and something like a book does that a lot for your credibility. Right. So if you're relatively new to the business or if you're like, let's say, entering a new market, for example, like you're going from selling a lot of new construction into traditional or you've sold, you know, two hundred and fifty thousand dollar homes and you want to double or triple that price. One of the easiest things that you can do is write a book about how to get luxury properties marketed and sold. Right. Relatively easy because somebody is going to assume that if you wrote a book about it, you know how to do it, right? So you'll never get like, it'll completely stop that objection from coming up like, hey, uh, you know, like how many luxury properties have you sold? Like you just hand them the book, 
<laughs> it just annihilates that before it ever comes up. So now granted, it'd be nice if you have some experience before that, but you could literally do an interview book of just nothing but you interviewing other people. And you can still say, I wrote the book on how to get luxury properties sold. It's still true. It's definitely a good way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that approach. Um, but uh, so, so tell me a little bit about, so when you, uh, when you have a listing appointment come up, how is that book like getting into their hands? Is it emailed in PDF form? Is it, is it printed out and delivered, hand delivered? Is it FedEx? Like, what do you do? I just email it and it's just attached to the CMA or market analysis that I do on the property. Um, mm -hmm. You know, just a lot of times I'll like, it'll be somebody that already knows me and they'll be like, Hey, you know, I, you know, I reached out to you before about it. Like now I'm ready. And I'm like, cool. Like, you know, here's a cool book about how to do it, you know, mm -hmm. about it, you know, mm -hmm. and it's just, it's real basic stuff, but there's a lot of stuff that people really don't, you know, spend any time on like curb appeal, you know, like, you know, and you try to go sell a house and that, there's no grass. And I'm like, come on guys, <laughs> you know, like the grass is brown. Like, you know, yes. can, we, can we throw some paint on it? You know, something. <laughs> you know, so, so right. you know, just, you gotta have some sort of curb appeal. Like, nobody wants to go from a long day at work and then pull into a house and where the ground or the grass is brown. You know? That's just, right. That's easy. right. Spray, spray paint that at least with like silver and blue. Like put, put a Dallas Cowboy <laughs> star or something in the yard. It'll do something. That's yeah, something. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so Chris, how can people connect? How do they learn more about you? Uh, Chris D as in danger, Bentley, um.com, uh, Chris D Bentley on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, all the above. I'm not really too involved in Snapchat, but I do have an account there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, good old fashioned email as well. Yeah. Awesome. And, uh, and people should go back and listen to your previous episode where we dug a little bit more into your background. We talked about how you were basically on the verge of, of bankruptcy and, you know, like way overextended yourself buying leads and how you completely shifted and rebuilt the business from the ground up to go into branding and social media, which is why we're talking about the books because that fit into that whole strategy. But uh, people should go back and listen to the original episode where we dug more into kind of the overall story and the arc of where you've been because that was phenomenal. Uh, and then for anybody who's interested in kind of on, on the same journey that you're on, Chris, where you're hiring people, you're starting to build your team, you're bringing on some admin support and some other agents to work your leads. Uh, if people are on that same journey, check out Wise Hire. They are great supporters of the show. Uh, we love using them. Greg is using them right now for uh, sales reps for the radio show that he runs in Northern California. He's gotten, you know, 300 and some applications. But <clears throat> what Wise Hire does is it matches all them to the disc assessment and then weeds out all the people you shouldn't be talking to, right? So it basically skims the cream of the crop right off the top. So you only talk to the very small percentage who match up right to that, uh, that profile that you're looking for, for that specific position. It also has job ad templates. So you can really get your ads out there and up and running quickly and start generating candidates that you can start having conversations with. So like I said, check out wise hire. That's super easy to find wisehire.com. They are great supporters of the show and then make sure to subscribe and rate and review the show and all that good stuff on places like Apple podcasts and iTunes and Spotify and stuff like that. We'd appreciate it. And if you like a certain guest episode, like if you liked the, the episode today with Chris, make sure to give Chris a shout out in the rating or the review that you write just to thank him for his, uh, his time and his contribution. So with that being said, Chris, appreciate it. This was super fun. Thank you. A pleasure being on. Absolutely. Okay.